0: It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete.
1: What is going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. And remember, subscribe. It's very simple. You just click subscribe. That's it. You click the subscribe button and then you're subscribed. See how that works? It's very easy. Go to the Pete And uh, there's also a link there at the website for exclusive content. If you are interested in becoming a patron, click on that link uh, like Laurie and Tom did and Deborah and Dustin, Sam, Krista, Lair, Mark, David, Caddy, WC, Jolene and Lisa. They all became patrons and they get exclusive content like, for example, the live streams on uh, Thursday nights. Seven o'clock. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's all at the com. So increased prison time for rioting. This bill cleared the House yesterday. And remember, this is crossover week where all the bills from the House have to go to the Senate. And all the bills in the Senate have to go to the House. And, I mean, theoretically, this is the deadline. There are ways around it. If you've got a bill, You can they do a process where they call... They call it gut and amend. I think that's just a real whiff from a marketing and branding perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's gut and stuff. Gut and stuff, right? That's You take a bill that's already crossed over, that's already made its way through some committees or whatever, and you gut it, you take everything out of it, and you stuff it with some other stuff, and then you have a new bill. And then then you run it again, right? You run it through the process. Gut and stuff. They call it gut and amend but I like my term better. But generally speaking, if you're rank and file, you got to get your bill through the committees, you got to get it onto the floor of the chamber and then it's got to pass and then it it's got to do so by the uh what is it? Thursday the 13th. That is the crossover deadline. And just watching the um what six hours of <laughs> of debate yesterday? Um, like literally six hours through the various committees and then the floor votes. And the seems like they're moving at a pretty good clip over in the House. They usually have more bills in the House because you got more people, and uh, so they're moving at a pretty good clip. But this bill, this anti-rioting bill, this um, this was the Speaker of the House's bill. So I've got a bunch of audio from that. Debate because it was pretty interesting, and uh, kudos to State Representative Abe Jones for taking uh, a principled stand. Uh, He's a Democrat, but he's also a former judge, and uh, he he just lit into the apologists for. uh, Uh, for these rioters and uh, in his own party he's a democrat and so uh kudos to him and uh, we'll get to that in a minute first i want to get to this no vaccine mandate by executive order this did not get a lot of debate i didn't pull any audio that because none of it was really worthwhile um this is a this bill is very limited in scope it did pass the house and the bill is an act to prohibit the creation of a vaccine mandate by use of an executive order or the rulemaking process okay so this is essentially telling Governor Cooper or any other governor that you are not allowed to require all citizens to get a vaccine by simply doing an executive order. You cannot do that. And uh, this was run by Representative Kidwell. And uh, somebody asked him, I think it was uh, there's a Representative Richardson who was asking, well, you know, what about the vaccinations to go to school like kindergartners? They got to get all their their shots. And what does this affect that? And Kidwell said no, because The governor has not required that via an executive order, right? If he were to do that via an executive order, then that would be a problem. But it says quite clearly, I think the governor shall not require or mandate that any person receive a vaccination by operation of executive order. Any person who refuses to receive a a vaccination under this section shall not be subject to civil or criminal liability for refusal of uh, the vaccine. And then they say that an agency may not adopt a rule that imposes a mandate or requirement resulting in disciplinary action for a person to receive a vaccination as a condition of the receipt, renewal or reinstatement of a license by an agency. OK, so uh, it's very like I said, very limited in scope for people who wanted this to be, you know, an outright ban on all vaccination passports. Uh, it is not. It is not. Um, This is the story from the Associated Press. The measure put forth by Representative Keith Kidwell from Beaufort, Republican, would bar state public health authorities and licensing agencies from requiring North Carolinians to get vaccinated in order to obtain a license of any kind. Okay, so of any kind. Like uh, you want to be, you know, I don't know, a barber. You got to get a license for that, as crazy as that sounds. But you do. And uh, it's perhaps the most mild. Version of a string of anti vaccination proposals brought forward by Republican state lawmakers. The measure passed 75 to 38 with support from 10 Democrats and all GOP members present, and uh, now it's over to the Senate. The Democratic governor has long said he supports giving people an online version of a document certifying that they were vaccinated, but has shown little interest in a statewide policy requiring people to prove they received a COVID-19 vaccine in order to access government services. Uh, Again, this is the AP's Brian Anderson. Uh, I like this the way he says uh, that uh, the governor has shown little interest in a statewide policy. Right. But he has not rejected the idea either. So you could also say he has shown little interest in rejecting the idea. See, it's all in how you frame the narrative, right? Even though people have called on him to come out and reject the creation of a vaccine passport. Now, again, Cooper is not mandating a vaccine passport. He's simply building the infrastructure so the system will be able to function as a vaccine passport when others want to implement it. See, there's a difference. He's building the backbone. That's what they're doing. They're building the backbone to allow people to access their medical records, which why wouldn't you be able to access your own medical record? Of course you could. No, no, no. They want to create a database. They want to create a database that people would be able to tap into and get proof. And maybe a business may want to use access to that database to show that somebody had the vaccine. Right? So... They're not, they're not going to implement the system. They're not going to uh, mandate a system. They're simply going to build the infrastructure to allow a system to be created by others, by businesses and such, agencies, organizations, right? Let other people do that work. He doesn't have to get his hands dirty. They'll just, they'll just create the database because they've collected all the information, right? When you go in there, the state now knows that you got vaccinated and where and what kind of vaccine you got. They did um, when I went and got my shot, you know, I'm now in their database. And when I get my second shot, I'm going to the state's going to be aware of that as well. And they're using that to try to induce people to get the shots because, you know, bring back summer and everything. Um, And so you're going to be in a database. They're using that to track the number of people that have gotten the vaccine. And now they want to make those records available, you know, to you only just it would be available to me. Now, if I try to go in someplace that requires a vaccine passport, then what? Oh, well, yeah, then they'll ask me to show them. Hey, look, do you have this app? Or hey, why don't you come up and use our little kiosk and you can punch in your name and look at that. It's tied into the state database. Oh, and look at that. You get a little green check. You can come on in. We could use Mandy Cohen's uh, green checks versus yellow lines versus red circles or whatever. <laughs> all right. Her color coding and shape coding for all of the metrics and such. Yeah, you, they do They do love their graphics over there at the PowerPoint division of the administration. Uh, So no ban on a vaccine passport. But uh, this is the uh, looks like this is going to be the only version that gets out of the House. Um, Not sure what the Senate is planning on doing. Most of this effort has been coming from the House, as I understand it. That's at least, as again, from what I've observed, most of the movement around the vaccine passports has been over on the House side. Speaking of houses, uh, what good is a house if you don't have a place to lay your head, right? And that means you need a bed. And you're in luck because you can get a free box spring at Mattress Man stores when you buy a mattress uh, that's of the Biltmore Collection. Inspired by our very own local landmark, Mattress Man is an exclusive retailer of the Biltmore Collection with its luxurious design and its blend of old world craftsmanship and new world exclusive technology. It's made by Restonic and uh, you get maximum adjustability for a more restorative, healthier sleep. And... Why wait for a new mattress at all? Synchrony Finance offers zero down, zero interest for up to 72 months for qualified applicants. They have tons of flexible financing options. Go to mattressmanstores.com, click the financing link that's there, apply, and get pre-approved right now five-star local delivery service nationwide shipping and a 120-day comfort guarantee experience the difference at mattress man they have four stores in Asheville, hendersonville and arden go to mattressmanstores.com buy local and sleep better All right. So the next bill here that we're going to spend some time on is the Prevent Rioting and Civil Disorder Act. This is House Bill 805, and this one was run by the Speaker of the House. And as I mentioned uh, the other day, generally speaking, when the Speaker of the House runs a bill personally... Chances are pretty good <laughs> that it's going to pass. And uh, I went over the details of this in a previous show uh, when it was in committee, some of the objections that were raised uh, by the ACLU, um, which I don't really... Well, I've got some other comments from one of their uh, their policy counsel, uh, their lawyer based in Raleigh. So I'll get to some of her responses. And I'm, I'm just like... It's just a dishonest argument. And I guess I... I don't know, every now and again, like I realize that I am holding people in a higher regard than I guess I should. Like I, I am expecting more <laughs> and I guess I shouldn't be, but I should. I feel like I should. I feel like I'm disappointed and and I'm like almost perpetually disappointed in the behavior of these people who are supposedly, I don't know better than that and I guess that's my mistake anyway uh, so we'll uh, I'll get to that but uh, the uh, the bill, says any person who willfully engages in a riot is guilty of a class H felony. Uh, it also has a provision here. If the person possesses any dangerous weapon or substance, any, pers- uh, any person who willfully engages in a riot is guilty of a class F felony. If in the course of, and as a result of the riot, uh, there is property damage in excess of $1,500 or serious bodily injury. That'll get you a two year sentence. Any person, uh, um whose personal property is injured um because by reason of a uh, violation of the section they can sue and they can get three times the actual damages so you can you're going to hear they refer to this as the damages are trebled which like i i've heard that you know for years i just i've never really understood how that word came about anyway there's another um there was another provision that was inserted though since i went over this the other day and this is uh section g the uh, mere presence alone without an overt act is not sufficient to sustain a conviction pursuant to this section all right so what does this mean and where did this come from this was a uh, this was an amendment that came from representative brandon lofton democrat from mecklenburg county uh, his amendment and it makes it clear that simply exercising free speech and your uh, assembly rights uh, that that does not equal a riot that you would not be convicted simply for being at one of these uh demonstrations that then turns into a riot just being there would not um would not be sufficient to sustain a conviction i've shared this when we debated this in judiciary i'm a father of two young boys
2: and following uh, the shooting of george floyd we had our conversation with them to explain that to them to watch uh the fear and helplessness in their eyes Um, it meant a lot to us to be able to take them out publicly where they could be in their community and see people from all different um, races, ethnicities coming together to publicly stand up and say that this isn't right. And we should not have the chilling effect of discouraging people from going out and protesting, and exercising their free speech. So that's the spirit of this amendment, and it's just to clarify so that no one
1: uh, gets confused and thinks that they're subject to prosecution simply for exercising their constitutional rights. All right, so the amendment adds that one sentence in there, and House Speaker Tim Moore, a Republican, he said he supported the change.
2: I think it's a good amendment, glad to support it. There's actually case law that says this is all, that, that you would not be in corp- you would not be charged under these offenses if you're simply there. But uh, certainly, no objection and no harm in making that further clarified in this case. It does not harm the bill in any manner, and it makes it very clear what this bill is designed to uh, deal with, which is those who are going into a protest, perhaps, but then turning it into something else beyond that. And those who are simply there uh, at a protest exercising their First Amendment rights should not have, should not in any way get caught up in that.
1: Okay, so this is actually the Democrats' argument. And it has been for the last, uh, you know, year and a half, right? While we've seen all of the protests that, you know, devolve into riots, what have we always heard? Well, they're different. It's different people, right? The first group they're coming and they're just protesting, and then they're peaceful, and then they leave, and then there are all these other people that show up, and like they, you know, rampage through the city. Okay, if that's true, then fine and by the way, I do believe that that is true like there are way more people that engage in the peaceful marching and stuff than engage in the violence. however, once the violence starts, particularly as it gets later in the evening, um, once the violence starts then there is a there's a psychological effect that takes hold among crowds among mobs and this was explained and actually we there is a connection to uh, to societies, mass shootings and i've gone over this you know over the years but it was a sociologist who did all this research back in the 60s when there were a bunch of riots going on pretty regularly and um he talked about uh, how everybody has a number so like you're walking down the street and um you would not throw a brick through a window because you're not seeing anybody else do it right Generally speaking, most people don't do that. Now they're, uh, and Then you put everybody together, now that threshold lowers a little bit. So whereas you wouldn't do it before, now there's an increased chance that you might do it. And when you see others do it, there's an even greater chance that you would do it. And everybody has a, quote, number. And somebody's number is like, I see 10 people do it, and so that's my number, 10 people. Once I see them do it, I do it. And some people's number is one. Some people's number very few of them, but some people have a number of zero. They're the ones who started so You want to try to get those people out from the crowd because if they never start it Then the people whose numbers are higher than zero right then they wouldn't be engaging in the activity That's the I know I'm kind of going down the rabbit hole on this But that's sort of the 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 mentality of the mob right When, uh, when it comes to this kind of violence so uh, Speaker Moore then opens up the debate on the bill. He says he's trying to strike a balance between individual rights to protest and the collective rights for protection from the riots.
2: Many of us watched last summer and, and last spring as uh, many of our cities were destroyed, uh, where folks would go out and engage in arson, property destruction, assault, a lot of crimes. and um, just un- absolutely unbelievable, Not something that many of us have never seen in our lifetimes. Uh, We then also saw a display in January this year where our our U.S. Capitol uh, was taken over the floor of the Senate and the floor of the House, Uh, a reprehensible act, uh, something that should never happen and something that should be be punished severely. Well, we can't govern what happens in, in Washington, but we can govern what in fact happens in our state. And in North Carolina, we saw many instances of individuals going in committing massive property damage destroying businesses who were already suffering from closure and reduced business because of COVID-19 to come in and find their businesses and their property absolutely destroyed. Individuals assaulted. Uh, in fact, some of the folks who got assaulted were some of the people who were in fact there for those uh, peaceful protests that turned into this. Uh, the point is this, you can ha- we must allow for the free exchange of ideas. We must always stand for the right under the First Amendment for folks to air their grievances for folks to protest. Uh, Sometimes that's yelling, sometimes that's talking calmly. But the First Amendment protects a lot of things. What the First Amendment does not protect though is for an individual to go out and destroy someone else's property, to go out and assault someone, to go out and create a, a criminal activity under the guise of a protest. What this law does is it significantly increases the penalties for those who do these things. Folks who go out and incite riots, that end up resulting in end up in uh, resulting in personal injury or death are going to go to prison for a long time. Those who engage in riots that result in property damage are exposed to prison time. Those who go who of course incite this and can be proven these businesses that are su- that have suffered damages as a result can recover treble damages against these individuals. This is necessary to strike that balance between the right of assembly, the right of the, to protect the first amendment and the right to protect law and order,
1: basic law and order. All right, so, Speaker of the House, Tim Moore, this is his bill um, and uh, I think he's making these arguments uh, that should resonate with people who have been saying the same thing, right? That look, we understand there are two different groups of people we're talking about. There are the rioters and then there are the peaceful demonstrators and we're not talking about the peaceful demonstrators. But it seems like there are a lot of Democrats that can't stop conflating the peaceful demonstrators with the rioters. You'll hear what I mean in a minute. First, hear this, okay? You're a police officer. You're like one of the four left in America still willing to do the job. (laughs) Uh, Keep more of your own money through the Homes for Heroes program. If you're buying or selling a home, please call Rowena Patton. This is a national program. It is open to... Uh, Police officers, as well as firefighters, healthcare professionals, educators, and members of the military, veterans, active duty, and retirees. She's given back about $800,000 so far to local folks in those five professions. You get 25% back from the Realtor Commissions. And there is not another Homes for Heroes agent in the Asheville area. So give her a call, 333-4483. That's 828-333-4483. MountainHomeHunt.com is the website. That's MountainHomeHunt.com and start packing. So the Speaker of the House, Tim Moore, says that his bill, his anti-rioting bill, and uh, the amendment that got attached to it, amendment run by Brandon Lofton from Mecklenburg, a Democrat, that this is all aimed at dealing with the people who want to do damage.
2: We cannot have another situation where folks get charged with going out and committing these crimes only to be processed through and released within just a few hours. Very few buildings in downtown Raleigh, for example, were spared damage uh, on the nights that this happened. Uh, One thing that I found very ironic, and I see Representative Jones right there, the courthouse in Wake County, which is the place where a person can go in this county to seek justice, was was in fact a primary target of that, the destruction of that. The folks who committed the, the looting, the damage, the ones who did the damage, they weren't picking and choosing. They were destroying everything at will. They destroyed businesses owned by a number of folks. I actually was here that weekend that this happened. Walked downtown and saw uh, the business owners who had lost their businesses, many of whom have closed and and have never reopened. Uh, I remember there was a gentleman over in the uh, uh, the Moore Square area who had opened up a a high-end sneaker shop. I didn't know what all they were, but my my oldest son knew what all those sneakers were, had these sneakers in there, had had talked about how he had built this business. Um, Everything was stolen wiped out. Everything destroyed there. The CVS just down the street, which actually is the pharmaceutical location. Many of many of the folks in Wake County that need to get their, get to the access of their prescription drugs was burned. The little DGX was destroyed. I mean, it was just random. It, it, that wasn't expressing an opinion on something. That was just destruction of someone else's property. I saw firsthand uh, guys going around with skateboards, smashing the windows out, People driving up and down the road at a high rate of speed, a shooting, saw objects on fire in the middle of the street. It looked more like Benghazi
1: than Raleigh. One of the provisions of this bill, if it becomes law, would be that a defendant could be retained in custody for no more than two days, 48 hours from the time of arrest without a determination made under this uh, rule by a judge. So, in other words, you can bring a person downtown, have them... Uh, uh, booked basically, and then kept for two days. Why? To keep them from returning to the scene of the riots, because that's what was going on. People would get in front of a magistrate. The magistrate would say, well, here's the rule and here's the law. And it's such a low misdemeanor and you're free to go. And then they would trot right back down to the the scene of the protests and continue with the rioting. And so the bill would, uh, would seek to, Limit that from occurring or give a judge the option to keep somebody, uh, you know, in jail until the riot has ended, essentially, Uh, which does pose some questions uh, about due process, because, I mean, like if I go down, I commit some, you know, if I assault somebody, I can get out sooner if it's not during a riot. If I if I committed assault on somebody then and and you do too but you did it during a riot you would be held for longer than me is that equality under the law well i don't know then because on the other side of that argument is the idea that well i'm not going back to the scene of the of the riot right you would so maybe the circumstances require a different approach. Cecil Brockman, a Democrat from Guilford, said, "Well, what happens if somebody's trying to protect their neighborhood and ends up fighting with a rioter? Would they then get charged under this bill?" If the
2: person's going around destroying property, of course, they have to be seen doing it. Now, I'm gonna say this: there's no way, even with this bill, that you're gonna catch everybody. If you've got a thousand people or two thousand people in downtown Raleigh destroying property, you're not gonna catch everybody that did it. Uh, but they're going to you, you catch the ones you can with video. It's, it's I would say similar to what you saw on Capitol Hill when you saw folks come and rush in. They were able to use video evidence later on and identify some of those folks who did this. Uh, there's not never going to be anything perfect. But uh, I would say just under normal law, there's going to be a distinction between the person who is defending their property and between someone who is out engaging in violent
1: unrest. Right. And in fact, if you read the law, it's very clear Every single time they talk about rioting, they're talking about willfully engaging in this behavior. OK, and that e- and now even with the addition of the language from Brandon Lofton of Mecklenburg right now, it's, it's even clearer that simply being at the demonstration doesn't make you guilty of engaging in a riot. OK, Representative Marsha Maury, Democrat from Durham, she thinks this bill does not balance people's rights properly.
3: I understand the purpose of this bill. I mean, we are all opposed to rioting, looting, mm. seeing what we have seen on January 6th in Raleigh, wherever.
1: I like how, like, you notice the difference between, like, when Dem- whenever Democrats talk about this, they immediately go to the Capitol riot, and then it's kind of like, yeah, well, yeah, and the other stuff. <laughs> Even though the other stuff was happening for a year, and it's actually still going on. It's still occurring in Portland and Seattle. Still happening. The
3: balance of people's rights is what I am concerned about. The people that are out there exercising their First Amendment rights to assemble and free speech. Mm -hmm. And we need to make sure their rights are protected. Yeah. And they are not swept up into those who form criminal intent.
1: All right. So here's a good indication for me, at least, if I'm the cop, I'm out there. If I see you with a brick in your hand, throwing it through a window or at a person I'm gonna, I'm gonna think you are rioting, if I see you, and you're standing there, you're chanting, you're walking, or whatever, and you're not, you know, throwing a brick through a window or at a person. I'm gonna think you're not rioting. That's just me. I'm not, you know, I'm not trained in the law. <laughs> By the way, Marsha Mori, former judge.
3: So the way the bill is written, I think the example I just asked, if I join a march down Wilmington Street. And I have pepper spray in my pocket because that's just protection for walking downtown. Uh Would I be guilty of having a dangerous weapon or substance under this bill?
1: Okay. Yes, you would. If you're engaged in willful rioting or willfully engaged in the rioting, right? You see how clear this is? If you, because you asked earlier about a pocket knife and uh, or if I've got some pepper spray, what if I have this on my person? Well, if you're just marching around, then why would anybody know you have that on your person? Oh, if you are engaging willful engagement in riotous behavior and you get caught and then they find this stuff on you, well, then yes, that would would classify for increased penalties under this bill. Yes, absolutely. Because now you've got a weapon with the knife or a dangerous substance with the pepper spray uh, and you're using it while you're engaged in the rioting see it's very clear like to me it's very clear but then again i'm not trained as a lawyer or a judge so it seems really clear to me
3: if i am marching downtown and three blocks ahead of me someone takes a baton and smashes out a window Mm -hmm. and enters a store Mm -hmm. because i am also marching am i going to be liable to be charged with a felony rioting
1: no see that's the thing like did you break the window no, you did it. Now, if you enter that premises and start stealing stuff, well, now you might be engaged in the rioting behavior. You see how that works? If you don't engage in the riotous behavior, then you're not engaging in riotous behavior. Again, I don't know how much clearer I can make this.
3: What is an overt act? And I think the amendment greatly improves the bill, but is chanting an overt act?
1: No, no. Chanting is not an overt act. It's not an overt chanting does not. She should know this law. She's a judge. She's a lawyer. Right? Like she should know that chanting is not an overt act of violence. Although I am talking about a liberal here. So they do believe words are violence. So maybe that's the rub.
3: We don't know.
1: We do know. Oh, my goodness.
3: The other issues I have with the bill. Someone who is brought in maybe late at night, usually late at night does not have the right to go before a magistrate. Mm. Even someone that's brought in with assault, a deadly weapon intent to kill inflicting serious injuries has a right to get a bond set by a magistrate, but not someone who's brought in under this bill with rioting. The last provision that I have concerns about is trouble damages. That if your window is broken, you're entitled to sue anyone participating in this riot for trouble damages attorney's fees and court costs. I just think it goes a little far. It blurs the lines between those who indeed are rioting or looting and those who are out exercising their First Amendment rights.
1: No, it doesn't blur the lines. You know what, you know what blurs the lines? Everybody dressing in black so they all blend in together and then committing riotous behavior. That's what blurs the lines. People who infiltrate a peaceful demonstration put together by, you know, local grassroots organizations that are seeking positive change and then they get infiltrated by violent actors. That blurs the lines. This law doesn't blur the lines. This law says if you engage in violent activity during demonstrations that turn in obviously this is now turned into a riot, then you're going to face increased penalties. And you're going to have to sit in jail so we, you don't go back to the, um, to the scene of the riot. And you're going to be liable if you hurt somebody or break their stuff, triple the damages. That's what the bill actually does. <laughs> I don't know. These seem, these seem specious to me. These arguments seem specious to me. But what do I know, right? I'm, I'm just a podcaster. Um, but I do know this, that if you want great deals on equipment, then you go to General Equipment Rental in Weaverville. They're at the intersection of Merriman Avenue and Reams Creek Road, family owned and operated for three generations. You can score chainsaws and trimmers and hedge clippers. They've got an auto mower, and this, these are for sale. They have an auto mower that will mow your yard. It's so cool. It's uh, connected with your uh, smartphone, so you like mar- you, uh, map the property. And then once it knows the perimeter, it just drives all around. It cuts the grass. It goes back to its docking station to recharge (laughs) and uh so it just runs all the time and it's quiet and uh, it's almost like a pet it's like a member of the family oh and don't worry people like oh what happens if it you know breaks containment well it won't but if somebody tries to steal it it shuts down once it gets outside of its perimeter so it just becomes like a big paperweight oh and by the way there's a gps locator inside of it so they're going to be able to know where the thief is I know. It's almost like bait. (laughs) It's bait for the bad people. Um, But uh, no, but it does a great job and you don't have to worry about it getting stolen because it's going to be useless, except as like a a geolocator for the thief, for the cops to go track down. Uh, That's the Husqvarna Auto Mower. They are your official licensed Husqvarna and Honda outdoor power equipment sales and service provider. General Equipment Rental. Go to the website generalrents.com. And check out all their inventory. Check out the deals. If you're looking to rent a piece of equipment, large or small, this is where you go. Great deals. Great people. Knowledgeable. They're specialists. So they're going to know how to operate these things. They're going to tell you so you can get the job done quickly and correctly. Go check them out. General Equipment Rental in Weaverville. And think outside your toolbox. The North Carolina House approves this measure, this anti-rioting. It's basically stepped up penalties for rioting. Uh, a lot of Democrats were opposed to it. I went over uh, some of the arguments that came from Marsha Morey. I don't find them compelling or persuasive. Um, I also don't find the arguments from the ACLU persuasive. Um, the This is from Ann Webb, the policy counsel for the ACLU North Carolina based in Raleigh. And she says um, that uh, Speaker Moore's bill is clearly intended to criminalize protest, stifle speech and discredit First Amendment rights by making people afraid to speak out. Like in what world? See what I mean? Like they're, they're the ones conflating the peaceful demonstrations with the riots. This is not Republicans doing this. This is the left. This is the ACLU. Oh, well, people are going to be afraid to go out and march because they're going to get, you know, arrested. They're going to get arrested if they start rioting, as they should, by the way, as they should. See, this gets to this argument of, uh, you know, is rioting ever okay? Is looting ever okay? And there were people on the left making this argument that it was. Over the last year, people on the left have made this argument that it is entirely appropriate to loot and riot. When the cause is worthy enough, and they'll tell you when the cause is worthy enough. And I suspect that's what some of this is. They're, they're conflating it because they want to minimize it. Because at the end of the day, they're kind of like, yeah, I'm all right with some of that. Yeah, looting is okay in the circumstances. I like it to be okay, but I, I can't say that. Because I've seen what happened to people who said that in public. They get this massive backlash because, of course, you shouldn't be breaking people's stuff and hurting them. Of course, you should not do that. But if it's in service to a political agenda, then some people are okay doing it. It's unacceptable. Representative Abe Jones, Democrat from Wake County, he stood to speak and proceeded to torch his fellow Democrats and the apologists for these rioters.
0: Before I start, I just want to make it crystal clear I'm not speaking for anyone except me. I'm a resident of Raleigh. And uh, the morning after... They tore the hell out of downtown. I drove down there. It broke my heart, because people tried to hijack what was largely peaceful demonstrations, not just here, but all across the country, against black men being shot unarmed by police which I consider to be a very, very important issue. And I resent hoodlums and thugs destroying people's private property in the name of a good cause. And and when I was watching it on TV, I thought to myself, I turned the person I was watching, and said, how come the newsman can record these guys but the cops can't stop them? And in Raleigh, I can speak to what happened in Raleigh. Uh Uh-oh. The police were told to stand down. Exactly. They they were there, but they stood down the other end of the mall, and these people tore the hell out of downtown. That's what happened. (laughs) And I don't know who will criticize me for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. may not be up here more than two years, but I'm going to say what I'm going to (laughs) say. I despise violence and people who tear up people's property that they didn't earn and people with a private pizza shop or a shop with a pane glass window. And these guys think they have the, under the name of something good, go down there and do violence and do crime. So I compliment you, Speaker Moore. This bill is needed to send a message from this House that that will not be tolerated in North Carolina. I don't tolerate it. And I think many, many people of liberal progressive persuasion who are Democrats don't tolerate it either. And I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for some of us to say it, for God's sake. Yes. I'm saying it today. I despise that kind of conduct. And if the, bill, if the, if the punishment was a little bit harsh, so be it. So be it. Because when you... And, and, and let, me, let me speak to that one line that... Uh, Judge Morey brought up, it reads, willfully engaging in a riot if it results in either property damage of $1,500 or more, or serious bodily harm, or if the participant has a dangerous weapon or substance in in the participant's possession. What's the prefatory statement? Willfully engaging in a riot. (laughs) You're out there rioting, not peacefully protesting, busting up glass, you got stuff breaking in. That's what qualifies you to be punished under this statute. And you should be. And I'm sick and tired of these people hijacking my causes. We don't deserve it. And, we, and I'm joining with you in voting for this. I don't care who you are. Well, whoever you is that votes for this, I'm voting with you. <laughs> I didn't check my position with anybody. And I apologize to anyone who may be offended by anything I've said, but I've spoken the truth as I know it. And as long as I'm in this body, I will
1: always speak the truth as I know it. That's the truth. Thank you. All right. So that's Abe Jones, Democrat from Wake County. Is that, do I detect, is that a glimpse of sanity? Representative Charles Miller, Republican from Brunswick, who is a chief deputy with the Brunswick County Sheriff's Office, then spoke.
4: But, you know, I was on the streets of Wilmington um, during their protest and and riots uh, days later, or I should say riot. But you know, I was very proud of the leaders of Wilmington and New Hanover County. They didn't allow their towns to be tore up. They didn't tell their officers to stand down. And the majority of the folks that were in Wilmington were peaceful. We protected them. We protected them and encouraged their right to protest with a peaceful protest, and they did that for days. But after a few days, what happened was the agitators arrived. They arrived. They had backpacks with rocks. They had staged bricks along street corners that we found later that night. And as they began to march, rocks began to fly. I dodged two bricks myself personally that missed my head by about two inches. They threw frozen water bottles. They actually threw a fireworks mortar that when it exploded behind me, I thought that I was blown apart I mean it shook my insides now folks I'm it's hard to describe but you know we didn't arrest but about six people seven people that night and the reason we didn't is because we protected the peaceful protesters and we picked the ones out of the crowd that was raising the hell as you said and the leaders of Wilmington did not allow their storefronts to be tore up the sheriff of New Hanover County and the sheriff of Brunswick took a strong stance And we picked the ones out of the crowd that was causing the problems, and we protected the ones that wanted to peaceful protest. So that's why I support this bill, and I would ask for everyone in this house to support this bill. As Representative Jones said, let's send North Carolina a message that we're not going to tolerate this.
1: All right, something else you should not tolerate: knock off military surplus. That's the worst. Okay, get you some real U.S. military surplus at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in. downtown Clyde on Main Street. Been there for 30-plus years now. The shop is open Monday through Saturday. Real U.S. military surplus, so you know it's quality, right, Uh, because it's American-made. And he's got tons of stuff. He gets new stuff in all the time, so you want to check back regularly. Uh, He's got backpacks and ammo cans, camp stoves, first aid kits, um, all sorts of materials. Uh, Every now and again, he gets in body armor, although that's getting... That's getting tougher and tougher to locate. For some reason, I wonder why. I don't know. Anyway, Old Grouch's military surplus. Oldgrouch.com is the website. Tell them you heard it here on the podcast. That's Oldgrouch.com. So, one of the primary sponsors of the bill, Representative Alan McNeil from Randolph County, is a Republican. uh, He said he does not want North Carolina to turn into Portland or Seattle.
5: I was in law enforcement for 32 years, and fortunately, Uh, I was in a small town in in a rural county, so we didn't have a lot of rioting, but I've been on the scene in peaceful protest, and I've been on the scene when there were mobs there. And believe me, I know the difference. I know what a peaceful protester is, and I know what somebody is there for when they're there to break windows and set things on fire. I know the difference, and I think everybody in this room knows the difference. I concur. You don't have to be real brilliant (laughs) to determine them. (laughs) And I've been through riot training. It was several years ago, but we were never trained to just go out and arrest everybody. We were trained to find out who the the instigators were in the crowd and try and take them out because that's the ones that keep things stirred up. That's the one that stirs the crowd up mm-hmm. and gets them ginned up and gets them ready to do these things. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can take this bill and you can pick it apart and and look about what the different definition of a dangerous weapon is that's that, that's crazy the bill states at least seven times willfully engage in a riot or willfully incite a riot that's what the key words of this bill is you know if you're there peacefully protesting and you've got a pocket knife if it's in your pocket and you're not doing anything with it if you're not trying to assault somebody if you're not trying to cut somebody's tires I don't think anybody's gonna bother you hmm but if you're willfully engaging in a riot and you've got a dangerous weapon I think the courts are smart enough to figure out what a dangerous weapon is.
1: <laughs> I would agree. Of course they are. This is the thing that kills me. She's a judge. Marsha Maury's a judge. And she's up there arguing that, like, lawyers and judges are too stupid to understand how this would apply. Like, give me a break. Are you got like it's just, it's just a weak argument. And it's a weak argument because there isn't really a strong argument against this. There isn't. Um, Representative Marvin Lucas then, he's a Democrat from Cumberland County. He thinks that most public officials try to accommodate people who have been aggrieved and that's the impetus for these protests. But listen to the end of this comment.
6: There may be just a few folk who are still products of the old civil rights sit-in movement. I'm one of those. And I have an affinity for the rationale for the cause. But no, there's never a reason to be violent and those who are being violent really are destroying the cause. I detest them very bitterly. But I also want you to have really understanding as to why folk have the need for protest. There's a reason for it, and many times we ignore that, and that's what causes the problem.
1: So here you go. This is, again, this is sort of the conflation, right? This is like, whoa, no, I I detest all of the violence. I'm against all of that. You know, it's terrible. It shouldn't happen. But, you know, the reason why it's happening is because you guys aren't listening to us. When we take to the streets and we start, you know, blocking traffic and everything, and that's not enough. So, like, apparently, we're going to have to destroy a whole bunch of stuff in order to make you do what we want you to do, which is, you know, I don't even know. Because, like, what does Antifa want? Because if they're the ones doing the destroying, (laughs) I don't know, it's an idea, right? That's what we were told. It's just an idea. So who do you negotiate with to get them to stop doing it?
6: So let's be cognizant of the circumstances that caused or Maybe you don't perceive that there was a cause, but there has been. And let's respect those who have that impetus for the cause. Okay. I initially, it's, it stated very vehemently that I probably would oppose the bill. I don't now. What? Because I've changed my mind. And we all ought to feel that way. Whenever we're convinced that there's a better way Let's address it. And if we all here collectively really speak out as individuals against the immorality or the systemic causes that precipitate the rise of what
1: happened last summer, I think we won't have the need for this. I really don't. Right. So if you just listen to the protesters, the peaceful protesters, then there won't be any need for the riots, I, I guess. <laughs> I, just, I just I don't think that the people who are engaging in the riotous behavior, um, I, I, I don't think they, they really care about the cause. I think they're just piggybacking on a breakdown in society in order to get stuff for themselves. I do. I think that's what a lot of that is about. Uh, and then some people are just in it to, you know, overthrow the society and the government and the infrastructure that we uh, that we use to order the society. They are insurrectionists, and you can apply that if you want to the uh, capital riots, and you can apply it to what's happening in Portland and in Seattle. Right, people who are trying to tear down the infrastructure of the society, because when you start pulling that stuff apart. It, it it crumbles pretty quickly. This is all, I and mean, we're talking about ideas and Antifa, like this is the idea that we are all going to follow these rules and that we all get held accountable if we don't follow the rules. That's the concept. And if we abandon the concept because we want you to do what we want you to do and you're not doing it and so I'm going to abandon the concept and I'm going to use force and intimidation to make you do these things, well, now... That's no way to preserve a society. Again, what do I know? Just a podcaster. Here is Representative Amos Quick, Democrat from Guilford. He says uh, he, too, detests the riots and the destruction of the property. But
7: I want to remind this body that there was this thing called the Boston Tea Party. I've heard of it. And the response to the Boston Tea Party was the British government hammering down on those who had protested. And there are four things that that the British government did. Number one, it ended the Massachusetts Constitution. Number two, it ended free elections for town officials. Number three, it moved judicial authority to Britain and British judges. And number four, it required the colonists to pay for the tea and to quarter British troops on demand. The reason I bring that up is that as Representative Lucas said, we can impose all the laws we want to after it. In fact, I've, in one committee, I brought up the point that the bill was titled Prevent Riots. That's not Still going is. to prevent riots. Still is. Harsher penalties are not going to prevent riots. Hmm. What's going to prevent riots is to get to the root causes of the reasons why people are protesting and while unlawful people come out and join in and disrupt the peaceful protest of people. So I submit to you, we, we've tried this. It's been tried before. You can, We can toughen penalties and make tougher laws. It's been tried before. Britain tried it. But the American spirit, the yearning for freedom, endured. And the peaceful protesters that are on our streets, who are yearning for freedom from any type of oppression, that spirit will endure. Whether we pass laws here like this or not, that spirit will endure. Will endure.
1: Okay, so um, that's Amos Quick. All right, I get his point. Right, that if the cause is just, and that you can try to you know heap penalty upon penalty, and and if the cause is just, people are going to keep protesting. Right, and I get that. But again, he's also conflating this. Right. He's he, like, well, we're out in the streets, we're demonstrating and we're doing it peacefully. But because you're not listening to what we're saying and you're not doing what we tell you to do, we keep protesting. And then that's attracting the people who are engaged in the violence. And, you know, you guys got to like be aware of this as well, that the people who are engaged in the demonstrations, is there some level of responsibility that you should take to police your own demonstration? Right. Don't you think? And look, a lot of these organizations do a lot of demonstrations and uh, the people organize them, the grassroots activists. They work with police in a lot of cities in order to make sure that their demonstrations don't devolve into um, into violence. Right. Because they they like their town, too. Right, they They enjoy shopping at some of these stores as well. So this bill did pass. It did pass. And it passed by a vote of 88 to 25. Every Republican voted for it. And there were a bunch of Democrats that also voted for it. That uh, 88 in support is enough to override a gubernatorial veto. Uh, so here are some of the notables that voted I that voted yes. John Ager, uh, Wesley Harris, Rachel Hunt, Carolyn Logan, Nasif Majid, Brian Turner, uh, among others. Now, among the no's, I thought this was interesting. John Autry, Terry Brown Jr., Becky Carney, Susan Fisher, and Brandon Lofton. <laughs> Brandon Lofton. You heard him earlier. He was the one who ran the amendment. He proposed the amendment to this bill that said, mere presence alone without an overt act is not sufficient to sustain a conviction pursuant to the section. So he gets the amendment put into the bill and still votes against it. <laughs> oh my goodness, politicians, right? Um, by the way, a couple of related... Uh, stories here. Uh, Florida signed its anti-riot plan, that, uh, or law rather, and uh, that's now on the books. Governor Ron DeSantis wants to get tough on rioting, um, and he too cited the storming of uh, the U.S. Capitol as an example of why the crackdown on mob violence needs to be approved by state legislators, which is kind of funny. Like, all of the people on the left that are like, we need to crack down on these people. Like, I agree. Here's a bill. Like, well, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Why? Why are you not so sure? I mean, you're citing the Capitol riot. Like, don't you want to crack down on those Trump supporters? Don't you want to hit them where it hurts? Increase the penalties for them? Right? Oh, you're afraid. Are you afraid that, like, the vast majority of the people that have been doing the rioting are not Trump supporters? And so this might adversely affect your base. Just spitballing there. Thanks for listening. That is a wrap for the episode. I do appreciate it. This, uh, this bill now goes over to the Senate. Remember to subscribe to the podcast, thepeatcalendar show.com. We'll talk with you later. Don't break anything while I'm gone.